I wish I could screenshot that. <laughs> you was just noodles dripping out of your face. <laughs> That's the intro. <laughs> ourselves yeah. it's been a long time no one remembers us anymore well the way it worked is i'm kb and i am not there you go she still doesn't remember crushed her. it and i'm kate and welcome back to this little podcast of ours called the center seat i think that was the name right you named it and that sounds accurate yeah 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 it's been a moment. I know people are yelling at us because we took so long to make this episode. And by people, I mean my dad. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one. Say exactly what he said to you. He said, and I have to tell you, like, we swear in front of each other. But, like, he's generally a little more reserved than, like, me. Um, and so we were on the phone. And he goes, hey, I have a question. And I was like, oh, what's up? He goes, when the fuck is the next podcast coming out? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, y'all listen to him on here. He's a fairly mild-mannered person. Very mild-mannered. He did need to make a point, I think, as as somebody who is really waiting for this to come out. So Yes, and he's not (laughs) the only one. So, yes, hello, sir. So anyone who's missed us, we're sorry we kept you waiting. My life's been crazy. I got a job. Like, everything's been real nutty. And so, Mm -hmm. really, it's 100% my fault. I'm not even going to say that. I've been without a TV for, oh, well over a a month. A giant brick hanging on your wall. Pretty much. So, um, movie watching hasn't been the first thing on my mind. But we'll, we'll repair all things. Okay, so let's just check in on the movie watching front outside of our assignments. What have you watched lately that's been interesting? Because it's been a long time, but I remember we used to do this. Yes. Um, I introduced my wife to the thin man. (gasps) Exactly. Luckiest girl in the whole world. And it was really nice to get that first impression of Myrna Loy. I was Nora Charles for Halloween last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Did you have like the big fur? No, I just, I had this really great green dress and then I just drank the whole time. And there you go. That's Nora Charles. Crushed it. And so I kept it until after we watched the movie to let her know that there are five sequels. So Okay, so this is, I'm going to get some crap from you about this, but I've only ever seen The Thin Man, and I never watched any of the others. That's okay. The first one's so perfect, I just always go back to it, and there's, Mm -hmm. but I will watch, okay, so what I usually follow up The Thin Man with is um, My Man Godfrey. Yeah, that's a good combination. So good. But if you ever do get a chance to watch the um, sequels, Mm -hmm. the second sequel Mm-hmm. As uh, Jimmy Stewart in it. The second sequel, which is the third movie. Right. Okay. Has Jimmy Stewart in it, and he plays a bad guy. 
So if you ever wanted to see that, that's a good reason to watch. I can. Is there another movie where Jimmy Stewart plays a bad guy? That's the question we've been asking ourselves for the last week, and I cannot come up oh, with one. Because he was really like the Tom Hanks of the 30s and 40s. I, I tell people that all the time. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Stop reading my mind. No, you could text anybody in this house right now, and they'll say, yep, he says that. <laughs> it's very accurate, though. It is. Yeah, it is. I agree. <laughs> so what about you? What have you been watching? Well... Um, I watched Matchstick Men the other night, and while Nicolas Cage is a wallpaper-chewing, terrible actor, and I cannot stand him, I will literally watch anything that Sam Rockwell, like, considers being in, Mm -hmm. so, and I, and for him, and that stupid backward beret he wears, and just, he's not a tall man, but he has this very effortless cockiness and sureness, and if you can get on the internet and just find a YouTube video of him. And I believe you can do both those things. Um, dancing, it's worth your time. Like Charlie's Angels. That's my favorite so dance routine. Of this. Yes. He's just so good. I loved him in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He was Same the thing. best part of that crappy Richard Jewell movie. Him in Moon with that Clint Mansell soundtrack makes me just like, that's all the things I need in a movie. To Like it's right there. This so. is a Sam Rockwell appreciation post. It is Sam Rockwell appreciation moment because that should happen once a year. I just think it should. He is the superior Rockwell. So the other one being Norman. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What are we talking about this week? I don't remember anymore. Okay, so we were going to talk about originally, it's been so long since we did a podcast. We didn't do, we were supposed to do 2007. Why aren't we doing 2007? Don't look at me like that. It's your fault. You assigned really? me. It is. It is 100% okay. your fault. You assigned me a second Bradley William Pitt movie, and that is his name inverted. William Bradley Pitt movie. And it was really long, and it was about cowboys. I don't have that kind of patience. I watched half of it. And because I didn't watch the whole thing, I did not feel confident in recording um, a show about it. For two months. Even though (laughs) that was exactly what we did with um, City of God. I have to tell you, it Mm -hmm. is a great movie. If you stayed with it a little bit longer, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Who has time? Who has three hours in their life to do anything besides sleep? And eat snacks. And drink. As long as there are snacks. And drink. <laughs> um, and you didn't like your movie either. And the fact that you didn't like that movie, I did but not want to put on the I record for everyone to hear because it. you were so wrong about it. I watched it. I can't believe you didn't like that movie. I do not like my your De Niro heart like that. is without whimsy. But don't you love your Michelle Pfeiffer and your Mark Strong like that? I don't like my De Niro like that. Really? The five-minute cameo he had that displeased you ruined the whole movie? Oh, come on. He was being against type for once, and that was such a pleasure just to see him stretch a little as a human. Okay. Pacino did that, and then that's how my kids knew him. What did Pacino do that in? When he was going around doing Dunka Dunka Chino. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So... 
trying to make a dollar. As one does. He participated in an Adam Sandler movie called no. Jack and Jill. Oh, that was after I stopped watching Adam Sandler movies. Smart move. Thank you. I am occasionally self-protective in my choices. I was not. And then when I saw Al Pacino. I think I tapped out after Little Nicky. Like I watched that one and then I was done. As himself. (gasps) Doing a Dunkin' Donuts commercial in there. And he sings this song called Dunkachino. No, this is the stuff of my nightmares. And this is how my kids knew Al Pacino for That's years. A tragedy. Yes. I mean, they're too young to okay, know for you crime think, movies. Do you think that this is on par with people knowing, with kids knowing Dustin Hoffman from Hook? Worse. Okay. Because that's how, because D- Dustin Hoffman and Hook, I think I was 10 when that movie came out. And that was my first experience with him. Mm-hmm. Because the compared to his other him. movies. It was a lot. Anyway. So, yes. That's that's the moment that so I had with De Niro and Stardust. That's so ridiculous because Bob De Niro in Stardust is playing this really inclusive character who is for like the first like in the mid 2000s which is sort of new and I feel like it was a very forward thinking role for him to take and not like a money grab in a freaking Adam Sandler movie. Like this was like he was sort of embodying something that you really didn't ever see in movies at the time and being really inclusive about gender roles and stereotype crap. And I just thought it was so lovely. I give you this. It was funny. And that's all I could really say about it. Because What it more was, do you need to say about it? Like he was supposed was to be funny so and he was funny like he did stereotype. it. So that's a good thing, KB. That's a good thing. I'm going to edit all this out, by the way. Oh, rude. Why? It's so good. Because you're wrong. Because no. you're wrong and you're on you're because on the Because you're making me remember yeah. all this. <laughs> 2008 was a great year. That's for not me. worth skipping. Okay, go for it. What were your favorites from that year? Uh... Well, The Dark Knight, of course. I knew you were going to start there. It's one of my favorite movies. No, it's a great movie. And I love all the Chris Nolan Batman movies, like a not small amount. Okay. But can we also talk about Doubt? Because Philip Seymour Hoffman in anything ever. But there's just such a fine line in his performance of earnestness and creepiness. And you just Mm -hmm. don't know. And it's perfectly, beautifully done. I was reading... An article this week on shortest performances that took over movies and Viola Davis's role in that movie was one of the ones I believe it I think it was like eight minutes long okay I have a good story about watching Gran Torino though really do tell I do um I was pregnant with my daughter when I saw that so it would have been it was 2009 in August and um, Ryan and I were flying back from Paris, and um, I was so pregnant and emotional. And I like the best thing about airplane travel is all the movies that you can watch, right? Yeah. And I hadn't seen Gran Torino. Ryan had seen it, and um, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch this movie." And Ryan, he's so sweet. Like he watches me watch the movie, and when it gets to the end, 
he knows that his very emotional wife's about to lose it. And so he stops whatever he's watching and he just like grabs my hand and hugs me because he knew I was going to start sobbing and losing my mind, which I definitely did. And um, I like it was an okay movie, but it's got a special place in my heart because that guy's aces. That's special. It is. It was a very lovely moment. What else that year? In Bruges, obviously. A lot of people don't know about that movie. And that, I, I try to put on. Know about that yeah, movie. I try to put as many people on. You know, it's like one of those give me something to make me laugh that like I totally never seen and don't you, expect. And that you're going to feel a little filthy for laughing at. Yeah, it's a, it's a little That's bit the best of a kind dark of laughter comedy. is when you sort of hate yourself for it. Mm -hmm. um, also, Hancock. Yes. Underrated it's superhero movie. Such a, like, and the thing that's so great about it is you go, it it doesn't even occur to you that it's it's like a superhero movie because it's so dark and noiry and weird that I mean it came out the same year as Iron Man, right? And the Dark Knight, like big movie, MCU. big year for super and Incredible Hulk, big year for superheroes. But that's the one that like it just has the most weird heart and. Okay, also, I'm going to have an unpopular opinion, probably, between the two of us. I don't Please. think you've ever had an unpopular opinion. Oh, I think I've had many. Um, that was a joke. <laughs> Jumper. I liked it. It's not a so great movie. I. Hayden Christensen, not a great actor, Terrible but I thoroughly actor. enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So did I. I thought it was a unique concept, which okay, I'm so. always there for. I have a, what were your thoughts on Revolutionary Road? Go. Great acting. It was the big reuniting of DiCaprio and Winslet. She Huge stole the deal. show. Oh, she always does. I mean, the, I mean, him and Scorsese are my on-screen couple of choice, but. Same thing with the reader. Yes. Steals it. I need her to come back and do more things. Like, I know she had a movie that came out this year with uh, Sorcerer Ronan, maybe? Yes. It? But I haven't seen it. I just, I need more Kate Winslet in my life in general. Yeah, um, that's definitely one of the movies that I want to take a look at. Um, it's called Ammonite. So, yes, that's the one. Yeah, and, I haven't seen that yet. And from what I heard, um, she does it again. <laughs> Between two powerhouse actresses, Kate steals the show again. So definitely looking forward to checking that Love out. Her. And also on the comedy front, we had Tropic Thunder and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could say Tropic Thunder is probably one of my favorites from that year. And I know that, you know, the jury's still out on Robert Downey Jr. and the whole blackface, but I think it was just the parody of the whole thing mm -hmm. is what made it like acceptable kind of like the blackface scene in white christmas yeah that's fair um pivot cloverfield from a okay. horror perspective that was a whole thing yeah but i can't uh, tell you i i know i saw it but i can't tell you anything about it there's little nuances about that movie that makes it great um the acting is terrible um mm -hmm. the suspense is overdone but one of the things about it is it's 94 minutes and that's the better length. than three hours isn't it that's the length of the videotape too 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, little things like, like that. I, like I don't like any of the sequels, so. Okay, I'm looking at our sheet and I'm realizing I lied about something. What did you lie about? I never saw Slumdog. See, I would have given you that instead. I don't like feel-good movies at all, and I would have I would have rather died than watch it. I would rather be so cranky about my choice uh-huh. and then watch like a feel-good little guy wins in the end movie. I just really those those don't jive with reality, and they make me cranky. We're gonna have to go through and just list all these subgenres <laughs> that we just absolutely cannot stand. Okay, so here's a subgenre that came up recently in conversation, semi-recently in conversation with my friend Scott, which is Star Wars movies that are not Star Wars. For instance, Karate Kid is a Star Wars movie that is not Star Wars. Hmm. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's one that follows the hero's path, but it's not the hero's journeys all over it, right? And um, if you get more information, then your hero can become your villain. Interesting. I know. I want to feel like I want to make an entire Excel sheet, which is a lot of information about me, um, just about movies that fill out that particular genre now. And I like I'm fascinated by it. What are Star Wars movies that are not Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was 2008. We're sorry. We skipped 2007. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that sorry, but a little sorry. And after this, KB is going to talk about the movie that he watched, which was The Strangers with Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler, directed by Brian Bertino, who I have a really weird connection to. And we'll talk about that after this. You are my girl. I love you, too. On the night of August 6th, Kristen McKay and James Hoyt came to the woods for a romantic retreat. You'd make me feel pretty. You are pretty. What happened next is not known for certain. I just want you to run. Strangers. In 2008, first-time director and writer Brian Bertino released The Strangers, starring Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. The movie follows a family who is terrorized when random, wait for it, strangers show up at their house and are just mean to them. Um, I assigned this to KB, and I haven't seen it in years. I don't remember anything about it. However, I assigned it to KB because it was one of the very few movies he did not see that year, and um, it seemed like the way to go. So talk about the movie, KB. I want to know why you like this movie. I don't know that I do like this movie. I don't remember anything about it. I literally just picked it because Brian Bertino directed it. You want to tell your story, your connection When I was 14 years old and Brian Bertino was 19 years old, we did a play together at the local community theater, which was called Town and Gown, and he had blue hair, and he was so cute, and we ran lines together and listened to Bush and Janis Joplin, and it was magical. That's really the whole thing. Hey, that's better than the movie I watched. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it wasn't bad. I'm just so proud of him. He like all he wanted to do was go to Hollywood, and he totally did it. So I like I have a little like, damn man, you totally did that. Good Good on you. you. Good on you. I didn't know that was coming. (laughs) Um, 
I just hate these types of movies. Like, I'll give them credit that for the first third of the movie, they kept the suspense of what was going to happen next. Okay, I would, first, I would say. First, define these types of movies. When you say you hate these types of movies, what is these types of movies? Like. We're, we're going to talk a lot about subgenres today. Like, would you consider this a horror movie? I would consider it one of those weird home invasion movies. Okay. But as a main genre, would you say it's more horror than thriller? Ooh, I, I don't remember enough about it to adequately answer that question. When you look at it, it's listed as a horror movie. Right, 100%, yes. The subgenre would be jump scares. Okay. It's not that it's gory. I don't like jump scare movies. Me neither. (laughs) And the moment I realized that (laughs) that's what this was, I checked out. Oh, that's a bummer. So I I watched the whole thing, but I'm just saying the first half of it was okay. Liv Tyler's acting. Okay. Okay. It wasn't, you know, as bad as Armageddon or Jersey Girl, but, you know. There's nothing as bad as Armageddon. I was here for it. We're not talking animal crackers today. So, anyway. um, And the main actor. What's his name? Scott Speedman. From Felicity. Um, Yeah. They were believable. But it was sad and it never got happier. So it was jump scares and it was sad and I don't know. It it just, I wasn't there for it at all. Okay, So if you are, what is a movie that does this better? That does the home invasion better? That does the jump scare genre better? Like particularly a genre you don't care for, but like, where is that, where is that done well for you? Um, as far as home invasion, mm-hmm. if you want to be funny, Home Alone. <laughs> or my favorite movie from, oh my gosh, was that just last year? Parasite. That's a form oh, of home invasion yeah, that, that I like. Oh, yeah, that was just last year. Also, speaking of our weird time continuum, Australia was on fire this year, and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year this has been the longest year known to man this has been like 20 years in a nine month period yeah yeah definitely there's another movie very similar to this following funny games from 2007 that had naomi watts and michael pitt and it's a very similar concept um even to a certain extent have you ever seen prisoners I don't. Uh, is Guy Pierce in that? No, Hugh Jackson. Jackman. <laughs> yes, Hugh Jackson. <laughs> yes. I can't do it today. Hugh, Hugh Jackman's Jackman, in that one. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, Viola yes. Davis. Yes, I have seen that one. That's that's a great one. That's fair. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. So I would say those are good examples. Okay, so this movie. With your rating system, what would you give it? Originally, I was going to put it at two, but because Liv at the end does some, in my eyes, good acting, I'll bring it up to two and a half. Two and a half what? 
two and a half record labels because they switched it in the middle and then by the end, which was the beginning, it changed. I don't remember. It the was movie red, it was white, then it was red again. Oh, okay. And that's one of those continuation things that I picked up on. I will, remembering nothing about it, but going off of my respect for your judgment, um, also give it two and a half out of five freshman crushes. <laughs> I told you this one's going to be short because I have nothing positive to say about this and I know what you have coming up next. So I don't know what you're talking about. I have a nuanced opinion and it's very well thought out. Yes, and next up, we will hear that nuanced opinion on the movie Taken. Are we going to have a conversation or am I just going to rant for five minutes? Because I'll go either way. We could do both. <laughs> Nobody wants that, but I'm okay with it. Dad! Oh, my darling. Happy birthday. Dad, guess what? You know my friend Amanda? Yep. Her cousins asked us to spend vacation with them in Paris. I really, really want to go. Daddy. You were supposed to call me when you left. There's someone here. What? Oh my God, they got Amanda. They got me. All right, listen to me. Go to the next bedroom, under the bed. Tell me when you're there. <laughs> now, the next part is very important. They are going to take you. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Where are they? If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. You have a 96 hour to what? To never finding her. No. But if you don't, I will look for you. Where is she? I will find you. And I will kill you. Good luck. In 2008, Luc Besson's director of photography, Pierre Morel, had this idea for this kidnapping movie. And originally it starred Jeff Bridges. Can you see Jeff Bridges in this movie? Oh Let me God, go I'm... on. Okay. Let me go on. I have nothing <laughs> to say. It turned out that Jeff Bridges walked away from it and the lead role was given to Liam Neeson. Thinking about the roles that he had before as far as action films, he was Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. He was Qui-Gon Jinn. So much for mm -hmm. these names in the, in the Star Wars prequels. Mm -hmm. and I think that was it as far as action movies he was, oh it's action movies I'll give you yeah I, no he had other movies before that for years but but what I'm getting at is his exposure to the action genre film was limited before this very and, much so yes and it also introduced a subgenre, which I will talk about after Kate tells us initially what she thought about Taken now, I have to say I was surprised that you had not seen this one because this was basically a top 20 film of 2009. It was released 
I avoid anything everyone else's watches or does. Yeah, but it came to the U.S. in 2009. So, Like if I get on a plane and everybody's reading the same book, I refuse to read it. I won't go near it. So what did you think about taking? I hated it so much. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You had a 25-year-old with the shoulders of a linebacker playing a 17-year-old girl who's supposed to be super sweet and innocent and doesn't play out at all. Like, I'm sorry, Maggie Grace is very beautiful and not a great actor. And then you have Famke Jansen, who is a smoke show playing drecky bitchy first wife and she deserves better than that for everything always and i will not see famca treated that way third of all liam neeson is not an action star at all and his stupid irish accent kept just like in and out as he sort of felt like it is he irish is he not irish is he just like overprotective and real weird about his kid real weird about his kid didn't like that either um the idea that any teenager in 2008 is going to Europe to follow fucking you too is the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. It's not 1989. Just because you put your shit on Mac and nobody wanted to hear it doesn't mean that it actually worked. Nobody, and I do mean, in fact, nobody went to Europe in 08 to see you too, who was under the age of 40. Nobody did that. Who said it was actually supposed to be then? But if it was supposed time to, and space, well, they were using to be cell phones because they're using cell phones. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's calling on the cell phone and like, oh, she's under the bed on her cell phone. They're going to take you. What a fucked up thing to say to your kid, A of all. And also all of the weird sexual double entendres with this movie and the dad and kid made me very fucking uncomfortable. I just. Okay. I don't, I didn't see that, but I will say this. Hmm. I like the movie for what it was supposed to be. I will give it props for being the first movie that really took the concept of sex trafficking and made it mainstream in a conversation piece. Right. That is literally the best and only thing that it has going for it. I think back then a lot of people didn't believe that stuff to be true and or never heard of it before. Homeboy literally asks for an Albanian to English dictionary. And then at some point he says something like, Like, there's some conversation. Like, he knows nothing. He knows nothing through the whole movie. It's pure conjecture and made-up stuff because of his other career or whatever. But he's like, ah, Albanians. Like, what? I think that's just racial profiling. That's not a real thing. Like, stop it. Do you know that movie had, like, really bad connotations for travel to Albania? To the point that they had a... Tourism I hope there was a thing. lawsuit. I hope there was a lawsuit. I hope they there was a lawsuit a, and the studio lost. They had a tourism thing that said be taken by Albania. Ew! Ew! <laughs> oh my god, no, they didn't. Yes, oh my did. hell, send me all the receipts for that later because I need to see it in my life. Will do. Also, sloppy. Like at some point. They're doing a car chase scene badly in what looks like a Missouri State Fair demolition derby course. And they're like shooting out the backs of the windows and crap. And then in the next cut, like the rear window's fine. Like no one's paying attention to anything. It's dumb. I did not care at all about what happened to anybody. And then the very end, I'm going to spoil this crap. You can move it to the end if you want. I I think most people have seen it. (laughs) I was the last holdout in America. (laughs) probably one of them he finally is reunited with his daughter and like he okay he goes through these 
hotels and these hostels and whatever and there's just like women chained to beds and drugged out and blah blah blah. he helps zero of them he does nothing for any of them he's just like ah that sucks and he keeps going how is this a hero like it's so bad he is not a superhero (laughs) he's barely a hero he's like a control freak dad who has a specific set of skills and then you know how famous became for that movie it was the only thing i knew about it before i went into it because it was Mm -hmm. everywhere i will find you and i will kill you (laughs) so then he runs back into his 17 year old daughter who is wearing like chain mail sex suit and it's just such a weird icky it's just but here's the other thing right like there's not movies because you're also in 08 and so you're on this interesting precipice of what what are how are men still allowed to be heroic who are men still allowed to save the movies right so you can't you can't save you can't save your wife anymore or your girlfriend because you're supposed to be equals and she can fucking save herself and you so but you can save your daughter because she's your kid and she's young and she's innocent mm-hmm. and sweet. So this is sort of the last vestige of that. And and I get it, but also it, it the daughter character was just so annoying. And okay. it was so I, bad. I will say this. As I said before, I liked it because I went into it for what it was supposed to be. Uh-huh. It was not supposed to be reality. Okay, but here's the thing. I went into it knowing it had a 7.2 on IMDb. There is a reason because the most people understand when you go into these types of movies, you get the un- unrealistic action. You're supposed to be entertained, though, and I was not. So was this is so where bored. we're going to talk about subgenres. Okay, let's do there it. is a subgenre of action mm-hmm. movies that, and shout out to Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. It is specifically called uh-huh. Impossible White Man Movies. <laughs> there are four qualifications. Oh my for God. Pos- Tell me everything not, about this. You, I'm so you excited have a favorite, right now. You have a favorite Impossible White Man movie. What's mine? You, you gotta, you gotta listen to the qualifications. Okay, tell me the qualifications, and then, me. and then I'll see if I can figure it out. Okay, go, go, go. I'm so excited One, about this. Okay, cannot be a superhero or comic book movie okay. because it has to be an everyday guy. It has to be an action movie, no mm-hmm. questions asked. Okay. The protagonist, said impossible white man, cannot right. die in the end, regardless okay. of what. If he dies and he's revived, that's allowed. Mm-hmm. And then despite the name, the protagonist does not have to be white or even a male. He can be just a human being with a vague set of skills. I wonder where they got that line from. Being a badass under situations that would mean death for the average person. So think Die Hard. No, I was just going to say that's Die Hard. That's my favorite action movie is Die Hard. Yeah. And knowing that, knowing that I was going to assume that's your favorite. You can put Bloodsport into that too, though. No, but he was trained. Oh shit, you're right. He was trained. The only thing that John was trained for in Die Hard. He was a cop. He was a cop. cop. But it was was a situation. A super cop. Right. Yep. So these these movies, this subgenre, when you 
go to see one of them, you know what to expect. You're not expecting reality. You're expecting a a 25-year-old to be playing a kid like if it's a Disney Channel show. You expect these things. And you know, even before you watch it, regardless of what he does, he ain't dying. He's going to live. It's going to end up with a good ending. And I, and I hear and, and appreciate and, and completely agree with your point even. Um, but it has a 7.2 on IMDb. And it is considered an action classic at this point. And mm-hmm. it spawned sequels. And what I watched. They were terrible. Does not, does not belly any of that. Like none of that should have happened. And from this movie, Neeson became like an action hero guy. And I hate Always him. put in I impossible situations. Action. I'll give I you a couple examples. No. Um, 18. He played Hannibal. Unknown, the gray, always in these. The gray, I did see that one. Environments where you're like, this shouldn't happen, and how did you survive this? He's not that rugged. I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. I just, I like him as Mr. Darcy. I like him when he's actually acting and not just like blustering and posing. Like I think he's, I think he's a legit, interesting, really good actor, and I don't understand how. This was a choice he was okay with as far as his career goes, but also. Well, he didn't think it would be anything either. He, he took it like a direct-to-video kind of movie, but it was just a paycheck. Do you know what I think happened? It accidentally got popular. No, I think he was in love actually, and he was so full of shame and misery over his See, choices. I told myself I needed... would not bring it up to you because <laughs> I know needed... exactly where this would go. <laughs> that he needed he needed a palate cleanser. He needed to feel like a tough guy again after that absolute crap that he chose. I think that this was he was trying to swing the other direction. And he swung too far. I said, "Don't bring it up. <laughs> Don't trigger her." Don't even mention it when you talk about movies that Liam yeah. Neeson has done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went there because I wasn't. Someone had to. Someone yes. had to. So I'm interested in finding out your rating because you accidentally went into it thinking it was going to be an Good. action of reality. Interesting. So, Nuanced. Please tell me what you think as far as ratings. I get With it. reason. I always have reason for everything. This is true, but I want to hear it. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it for the varied cast that had quite a bit of skill um, at their disposal. A certain set of skills. Ooh, now I feel dirty. <laughs> and, <laughs> and because it did introduce this idea of trafficking and making it mainstream, and I am a sucker for anything that puts good in the world. <sighs> Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to match your rating. I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five horrible musical choices. I did not give my rating. How are you matching it? That's what you gave the other one. Oh, that one. Yeah. Hmm. I would give it three out of five maps. So last year we did a Christmas episode. This is not so much a Christmas episode. It's not. But next year let's do a really good Christmas episode with like guests and stuff. And, and we'll tell them back. that they're claymation even though they can't see them. 
dope. I love right? That. We'll just be like, this is our claymation friend. What's his nuts? And it'll be awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to talk to people. Uh, you know, I would never say that about you. Thank you. I, I enjoy you. Hey, you know what we should do? 2009. And record a podcast sooner than later. I, I kind of like that. So um, I super missed your face. I kind of went through like summer 2009. I have never. You did. Well done. I have seen. Oh, God, I Please tell me you saw that first one. No, I saw all of these. Okay, good. Yeah, good, we have good. to keep going. Thank you guys so much for coming back and hanging out with us, even though we didn't give you a new episode for months and months and months. Dad, I'm so sorry. Yes, we are both apologetic. Remorseful. Mostly her. Mostly her. Usually me. So what uh, are we going to cover next time? So next week, I will be watching Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges and probably sobbing my face off. And you guys can stream that along with me on Stars on Amazon or rent it in all the places. Or, and as well, you can watch Where the Wild Things Are with KB, which is streaming on HBO Max. Surprise, I've never seen it. I can't get around to it. I would like to be really excited about this, but your reaction to um, Stardust, I just, you're... You have a lack of whimsy, sir, and I have concerns. <laughs> I'm jaded. Yeah, you are. Old and jaded. Well, hey, dude, it was nice to see your face again. I know. I miss you. I miss you, too. Let's do this really, really soon, like the second week of January or something. Mm, sure. We yeah, could do that sure. after okay. the holidays. Cool. Well, we hope you guys had a fantastic holiday season and thanks so much for remembering us and coming back to hang out with us in the center seat. That was the most beautiful segue I ever did. That oh was so gosh. good. That was, was good so until good. you started complimenting yourself. That was yourself. so tight. No, I killed it. I killed ugh, it. Ugh. All the props, please. Thank you. I will take your accolades and enjoy them. The vanity. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, I'm KB. And I am still Kate. The vain one. Very much so. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the center seat. Bye bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye now. Goodbye. Theme music provided by The Big Law, Todd Kelly. Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Center Seat Pod. And you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. We'll see you next time.